0: Hi, it's Sam Smith, and welcome to my weekly podcast. Uh, just following up on uh, Media Day, Bulls the uh, Media Day on Monday, uh, wh- which is kind of quaint in a way, uh, because um, those of, of us who still consider ourselves in the media, whatever the uh, media might exactly be these days, uh, we consider all days Media Day. But um, the NBA, quaintly in its way, um um carves out uh, usually the day before workouts begin whatever team some of the teams started uh last this past weekend teams that were going overseas get a few extra days or um, playing extra preseason games uh start a little early and then, so the bulls uh, had media Day on Monday, the 28th of September and the 29th they'll start uh, two days two practices per day, uh, with their new coach. Um, although under, under, uh, uh negotiations with the players and <clears throat> in the recent labor agreements, the players didn't like exactly practicing <laughs> two times a day all the time, <clears throat> which is always a surprise for the players to go to Europe since they practice like three times a day or something, but they got, um, One, they got to cut down on basically one workout and you know sort of a walkthrough session or uh, dinner, whatever they exactly they do. I'm not exactly sure all the time since um, we in media uh, and having our media days don't get to see that Um, uh, news. uh, There's always you know certainly with the Bulls and the Derrick Rose, and so I'll get to that a little bit. Uh, Mike Dunleavy was there, he had um, back surgery uh, last week, Uh, you know, sort of surprised, and it wasn't, I I think he'd been having some back issues uh, in recent years, and I think he tried to get through rehab without having surgery, because, uh, and that is my personal advice to anybody, if you can avoid surgery, you should, Um, you know, because the body is perfect, well, some, some of ours, um, not mine exactly, but um, I've, I've read about them and, and and have seen some certainly in magazines and uh, at some of the uh, underwear shops. Uh, but uh, I digress. There, uh, anyway. Dunleavy had his back surgery. Um, the team put a eight to ten week uh, return date on it. Mike um, and. Chris, when Derek Rose said something similar last year um, you know he he got a lot of uh, flack for it but uh, Mike said uh, he's going be he's gonna wait until he feels perfectly right you know especially an older player like that with back problems which and and he's had uh, surgery issues in the past where it hasn't exactly worked out the first time so he's being cautious and I think is appropriate and the bulls have a lot of depth and, and you know, in a lot of ways, it's it's fine for the team. You don't want to have a guy like Dunleavy who doesn't really take any time. I mean, he's vital for the team. I think last year when he missed those 19 games, they were 9-10. and 10. They had the, or, the poorest record all season when guys were out, when Mike was out. So even though sometimes his contributions are overlooked, you know, the, those quote little things he does, space the court, uh, move the ball, uh, defensive rebound, obviously shoot. Are good team things, and but we'll give uh, guys like Tony Snell, who who this an important season really needs to show whether he can be, you know, the player the Bulls hoped he would be athletically. He's he's probably put on according to uh, the new coach Fred Hoiberg maybe thirty pounds since he was drafted. Uh, We know quick on defense had a great defensive game against LeBron James. I think was last January or February. So has it in him can make shots. So should get regular playing time with Doug McDermott as well, who didn't last year. You know, had his minor knee surgery, never got back in the rotation. Um, Two-time summer league All-Star, which probably not gonna he's not gonna mention all that much. Um, We'll give him opportunity. Uh, I think uh, Miritic probably you know is will be best kept. You know, playing uh, power forward or even some center in the smaller lineups, the shooting lineups with Hoiberg, which you know is going to be it's going to be kind of fun, I think, to to, to watch the way uh, Hoiberg develops the team. You know, he's not a he's not a a coach who's fixed on rotations, who's fixed on uh, playing a certain way and having you know square pegs in round holes kind of thing. You know, even though Tom Thibodeau was more like that, Tom had great success his way because he prepared so much um push players uh and bulls had uh, you know very good character guys responded um taj gibson you know he had his ankle surgery and he's had these ankle problems really since i remember hurting his him hurting his ankle against indiana in 2010 i think it was and so this is you know he's been really remarkable playing through so many of these injuries and tears that finally literally almost five years later. Uh, finally get taken care of. So it wouldn't be surprising to see him limited in training camp, even maybe even starting the season later, although he said uh, he sh- he hopes to be and should be ready for opening day. You know, Gasol and Miritich getting back from um, the gold medal game, gold medal winning in the Eurobasket to qualify for the Olympics. Gasol was just a superstar, the best he's ever played. You know, Pal's always... Uh, You know, I I love his honesty about his game, Um, you know, sort of like that old, that old quote, that old Bob, Bob Hope quote about um, being humble, but having the character to overcome it. Um, And Powell acknowledges when he plays well and he and he's proud of it. And and he was proud, played well, averaged almost 26 a game, simply carried that team uh, to the championship in some tough games, and especially they had been upset uh, last summer when the U.S. won in Spain. Big disappointment. They'd been upset by France, and so, you know, big uh, take it knock, not only knock off of France, but uh, win that title. But he'll, he'll certainly be limited as well uh, coming into the season, not because he's hurt, but um, having played so much, having committed so much, and you can see um, uh, that it makes sense for him to you know, uh, certainly be cautious in training camp and then into the season. And Noah uh, seemed in uh, really good spirits, um, said he was had done well, worked out in California. Um, these guys really, uh, NBA players do love California. Of course, so do I. Um, but I can't afford those uh, oceanfront stays too long. But, you know, Joe, uh, uh, who's done a tremendous amount of charity work and community work, with kids in the chicago area is is really um you, you know really a great uh, community guy um and a great model uh for the work he does uh especially in anti-violence stuff um but it's a big year for him he's a free agent after this season gasol can be a free agent too he has an opt-out um but uh, noah said he's in great shape uh Hoiberg City felt Noah had his explosiveness back, so that's a big thing for him. And I mentioned the free agency because it was sort of interesting that uh, you know it came up uh, sort of conversationally with Rose uh, in in the two issues, and for all, for all the stuff, all the other you know issue you know issues, injuries and health, and who would start and uh, and who will play what position, and you know how, who would be ball handling and backup point guard and whatever. You know the focus is often on Derrick Rose, and I thought I wrote a couple of stories for bulls. dot com, which I, I know uh, nobody will want to miss. But um, and I, and I thought ironically that the biggest one of the biggest issues of the day was for the first time in four years or since two thousand twelve, there was no questions about Derrick Rose's health, which has to be the the best news for the Bulls. Um, Basically, every season since Derek's uh, ACL tear in uh, the first game of the playoffs in 2012 has been about uh, his knee. When he's going to play? Can he come back? What's his situation? And um, not one question came up about his health. Now, questions <laughs> did come up, um, and, and you, you know, you would say uncomfortably. But you know, I thought Rose dealt with it uh, appropriately and uh, you know, more appropriately, literally, than a lot of the media has. Um, a uh, Someone who is described as a former girlfriend filed a civil suit against him and uh, two of his uh, friends uh, this past summer, accusing them of assault. Now, I thought the unfortunate thing was, in a lot of media, um, this was linked with the Chicago Blackhawks player, who was also charged... Uh, And it was different. He was accused uh, by a woman of assault, and he was not charged with anything. Uh, It's still a pending case. He may not be charged with anything, may not have done anything. Um, But it has been being investigated by the criminal authorities and prosecutors, and it's a police matter. Um, But there, there really is no judgment yet either way and shouldn't be. Rose's case is a civil case, it's not being investigated by any police, it's not being considered by any prosecutor, it's an argument essentially, Uh, like a personal injury suit when you get into an accident, like a divorce when you have a messy divorce and people make charges against one another, Uh, anybody could say anything in this circumstance. So I thought um, the coverage of this, and and I understand the sensitivity to it and I'm sensitive as well. You know, there has been a tremendous history in our country uh, among the many biases that we have uh, uh, put on people and women um, not being able to and not taken seriously when they report assaults. It's still a major issue. It's epidemic on college campuses. It's a tremendous issue for society. Um, and and women need to be taken seriously and credible when they make such accusations. However, if you're charged in a civil suit, it does not mean you have done anything and and it's not a criminal complaint. It's very different. It's a, it's a demand for money for a settlement and so that's a, that's a very different issue. I'm not saying that uh, and I'm not making a commitment one way or the other, Whether who's, which side is right, which side is wrong. I'm just talking generically about a civil suit, which is not a criminal case. is not a criminal charge. If it were to go beyond that and become a criminal case, that's another issue. And the Bulls, you know, to their credit, Gar Foreman spoke, uh, talked about, he said, that the organization is, supports Derek, part of the family. And Derek came out very strongly, said uh, he was um, innocent to these charges. He said they were uh, not true, and he would fight him. And um, they're a lesson to anybody. And and these things have happened. I don't know if you remember after the Penn State uh, scandal with the uh, the abuse charges. Uh, Calvin Murphy, uh, the great Rockets Hall of Famer, was accused by family members of uh, abuse. He lost his job temporarily. He actually did lose his job with the Rockets as a broadcaster. It, it, It went to court, turned out. The accuser's daughter uh, admitted and made up, uh, falsified the claim. It wasn't true. And unfortunately, the Rockets responded appropriately, and Calvin is back. Um, but these things have happened. I mean, even Derek Coleman. And Derek w- Coleman was interested. You know, He was a controversial player, but what I remember when he got accused in a case, he sued. He went back and sued the accuser, uh, saying it, it was damaging to his reputation and false and he endured in that one as well, so we'll see what occurs. But I think it's uh, it's only fair at this point to acknowledge that this is this is a civil complaint, which is a personal argument, and it's not a time to make moral judgments. Um, it was interesting that that led into Derek had mentioned in conversationally at the time, in, in finishing up that answer, that. Uh, acknowledged the tremendous, huge contracts uh, being expended in the NBA these days, and it is eight-figure contracts are going to a lot of even role players, um, and and that's in part with the uh, new TV de- deal that's um, tripling the old TV deal. Uh, salary cap is going to is going up in the next couple of years, including uh, these next few summers, tens of millions of dollars. There could be uh, labor action in 2017. Both the owners and the players have the right to opt out and renegotiate. And he's talk about, uh, you know, especially with the stars like LeBron James and Chris Paul, who now are the leaders of the players' union, about getting rid of the ceiling, the salary cap ceiling. LeBron has referred to that in a number of times, saying he he's underpaid. And so there could be. There's likely to be a, a major changes in salary. And Derek acknowledged that. And mentioned, you know, he'll be a free agent in 2017 and is considering that. Now, now he was asked in a follow-up about leaving the Bulls. He said, no, 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 he wants to return to Chicago, which is sort of irrelevant, you know, my view and what a guy says now. I mean, the free agent, Derricks is not an issue yet because it's two years away. Uh, Next summer, LeBron, uh, Joe Kim-Noah is a free agent. His contract expires and how Gasol has an opt out to become an unrestricted free agent. So the Bulls have some potential free agency issues to deal with in two thousand uh, summer two thousand sixteen. Derrick's is quite a bit up the road two thousand seventeen, and that's two years more to play. Plenty to occur, um, but beyond that, uh, free agency is is a part of the NBA now, um, not only more than ever, um, but as much as as as. as Shooting a free throw. Um, LeBron James is signing only one-year contracts now to keep himself open for free agency. Uh, Kevin Durant's free agency is clearly the story of next summer, uh, if not this whole season. Teams like you know the Knicks, the Lakers, the big market teams who are not going to get anybody, <laughs> including Durant. You know, are building toward that. Durant's been rumored about Washington. He has not. You know where he's from. He's not committed in any way to returning to Oklahoma City, even though I I, I think it, it, you know this season depends on it. If they can make a title run, which many think they can, you know, and I, I will get into talking about in the next couple of weeks probably going over my do podcasts about my top teams in the East and top teams in the West. But um, you know the the consensus in a lot of respects is that. Uh, the Thunder need to get to the finals to to, to get him to stay. And they have a chance to do that. Uh, With him coming back, he's been cleared completely. Abaka, you know, back also from injury, cleared completely with Westbrook, having a fabulous season that he did, Uh, adding some other players, Enos Kanter, um, which is sort of interesting how he'll fit in there, whether he can. But that said, they have a lot of guys, Uh, new coach Billy Donovan from uh, college, and so a lot of questions too, but that free agency is an issue, and virtually every major player in the NBA is is angling toward, you know, free agency, signing shorter contracts for the most part, and trying to get to 2017 and 2018, and the potential of uh, no ceilings. Now that, you know, pr- could produce other issues. Uh, you can't pay one guy 50 million and then have you know 30 million left for the rest of the team who knows what sort of teams you're gonna have, but you know, that could be worked out. But anyway, so I didn't you know, personally did not even even though it was sort of a surprise to hear it because there is never Derek has, has not addressed free agency before. I didn't think in uh it's it was you know, as sort of a news breaking issue since it's so common among players, even with Dwayne Wade this summer, um, threatened about going to free agency. Um when his negotiations with Miami weren't going as well, so we're going to hear those things from all sorts of players. Um, so what it did, it, it did make for a uh, interesting, I don't know, but perhaps intriguing um, sort of fun opening day. Hoiberg very upbeat. Uh, I think you know now with that we'll get down to basketball. It's going to be interesting to see. You know, he talked about um, to see how he coaches. Obviously, but I, I think he um, I think he has a chance to be really good, very flexible guy, uh, terrific communicator, great sense of humor, you know even had a little quip about he was asked about his assistance and uh, playing defense. He accredited Tom Thibodeau for um, uh, putting in a great uh, foundation of defense and he said he'll the team will profit off that, and which I agree with. Um, mentioned Randy Brown coming down for the front office being a help in defense because when he was a player he couldn't shoot so he learned to play defense more so you could tell he's a guy who you know enjoys himself enjoys having a little fun with the players and the people around him. Um it's going to uh, you know it's going to experiment with lineups all through uh, preseason play different you know different guys together and I think with the limitations on Gasol uh, and Gibson Dunleavy out uh, it's going to be almost impossible to determine, you know, once as the games progress, uh, what the starting lineups will be, who will be, and even as the season starts going. But I think Fred likes that. I think he likes the possibilities of mixing and matching and uh, inverting the offense, you know, and having Pau shoot a little bit outside, having Jimmy and uh, Derek go inside and post up, both of them you know, post up capabilities. So I think there's some interesting possibilities ahead, and um, I'm looking forward to it as well. So stay with me, and uh, we'll get to talking more about the basketball and the season starting next.